God's going to say Europe, didn't you? That's, we do leave a week from Monday for Germany, and we go twice a year. We've been doing it 15 years. We have a good coalition of people there that God's helping us. There's 8 million people in that area, and uh, we're believing that God's going to be uh, such a great, get such a great impact in Germany. So thank you uh, for investing. If you do not want a T-shirt, if you're embarrassed to wear it, if you don't want to wear it, just make a contribution. Make it out to Word.com or to the church. You'll get credit. Word.com or the church. You can get credit for that. And uh, we, we thank you. Pastor, thank you for uh, accommodating us again. Thank you, Sister Murphy. Wow, upstairs is an incredible, incredible uh, apartment that they have for us. And it just has everything that you need. Uh, matter of fact, uh, when I leave, if you want to come, you can. Okay? Just... That's just the way that it is. Thank you for worship. The Lord spoke to me during the worship service tonight, especially during the offering. And he impressed me. And I didn't ask Pastor anything about the church or the finances. But he just impressed me that uh, Sunday, Sunday, I want you to bring a sow for your need. Sowing a seed for your need. Sunday. Sunday. Sowing a seed for your need. And so when you give your offering Sunday, that is a seed for your need. If you need God to give you an extra $500, sow the seed for the need. If you need God to give you $10,000, sow a seed for your need. Okay? Can everybody say amen? amen? If you want to do that, you can. If you don't, that's okay. But that's what the Lord spoke, Pastor, and I pray that's okay. And uh, just sow a seed. If we've got needs, what better way than to sow a seed in advance for our needs? Sister Holland gives you her love. Uh, she has a grandbaby that is with her for the holidays. And so she's decided that uh, they she takes precedent over me. And since she sees her once a week or once a month, this is the week that we get her. And so uh, thank you for excusing us. She does send her love. Okay, here we go. Second Kings chapter 4. Everybody just staring at me like deer in headlights. It's like, wow. Second Kings 4 and 6. I'm going to read a few scriptures. Is it okay if I read it? Say amen. amen. Thank you. Verse 16 of Second Kings 4. And he said, about this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, nay, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thy handmaid. Let me stop just a moment. He said, about this season, about this season, could it be tonight, could it be this weekend, that this is your season? Could a prophecy, could a tongue and interpretation, could a particular word of wisdom or knowledge have been given to you somewhere in your life? Could it have been 10 years ago or 15 or 25, and you've been waiting and waiting on the Lord? The prophet said, about this season. And the woman conceived and bare a son at that season that Elisha had said unto her according to the time of life. And when, his, when the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to his, to his father to the reapers. And he said unto his father, my head, my head. And he said to the lad, carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon, and then he died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door 
upon him and went in. Sometimes you've got to shut yourself in so you can hear from God. Thank you. And she called unto her husband and said, Send me, I pray thee, one of the young men and one of the asses, that I may run to the man of God and come again. And he said, Wherefore thou wilt thou go to him? It is, it is at day, neither new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, It shall be well. Somebody say, It shall be well. It shall be well. Then she saddled an ass and said to her servant, Drive and go. Forward, slack not thy riding for me, except I bid thee. So she went and came to the man of God, to the Mount Carmel. And it came to pass, when the man of God saw her afar off, that he said to Gehazi, his servant, Behold, yonder is that Shunammite. Run now, I pray thee, to meet her, and say unto her, It is well with thee. Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, it is well. Somebody say, it is well. It is well. And when she came to the man of God, to the hill, she caught him by the feet. But Gehazi come near to thrust her away. And the man of God said, let her alone, for her soul is vexed within her. And the Lord hath hid this thing from me and hath not told me. Pause. Sometimes God does not tell him everything. I've had people that I've pastored before say, why didn't God tell the pastor this was going on in the church? If he would have known what was going on, then this could have been prevented. There's some things God, Pastor, aren't you glad that there's some things God doesn't reveal to you? Can you imagine what you'd have to live with, Sister Murphy? If God revealed to him every little thing, I don't want to know everything that's going on in your life. I don't want to know what you're watching. I don't want to know who you go out to eat with. I don't want to know what color your house is. I don't want to know what kind of car you drive. I don't want to know. There's some things God, so don't blame the man of God if something's going on that you don't understand. God just hides some things. And when she came to the man of God, then she said, did I desire a son of my Lord? Did I not say, do not deceive me? Then he said to Gehazi, gird up thy loins and take my staff in thy hand and go thy way. If thou meet any man, salute him not. And if any salute thee, answer him not again and lay my staff upon the face of the child. And the mother of the child said, as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And he arose and followed her. And I don't want to want you to get this story, okay? And Gehazi passed on before them and laid the staff upon the face of the child. But there was neither voice nor hearing. Wherefore, he went again to meet him and told him, saying, The child is not awake. It's not alive. And when Elisha was come to the house, behold, the child was dead and laid upon his bed. Okay, I'm going to help you in just a little while tonight. The child was dead and laid upon his bed. He went in therefore and shut the door upon them twain and prayed unto the Lord. And he went up and lay upon the child and put his mouth upon his mouth and his eyes upon his eyes and his hands upon his hands. And he stretched himself upon the child and the flesh of the child waxed warm. Then he returned and walked in the house to and fro and he went up and stretched himself upon him and the child sneezed seven times and the child opened his and he called Gehazi and said, call to the Shunammite. So he called her and when she was come in, he said, take up thy son. What a remarkable story of a mother 
that had faith. So for just a little bit tonight, and it is 10 minutes after 8 or 9 minutes after 8, and we're going to see God move tonight, and you're going to believe God. And I want to talk about this is my miracle. This is my miracle. Now how many in this house, whether you're young or elderly, have something that you know that God promised that he has not yet performed? Lift your hand. He's promised you something. Now if it's a healing, if it's a deliverance, if it's financial, if it's physical, if it's mental, he's already promised that to you. He promised you healing. He promised you deliverance. He promised you health. So everybody in this building should have already lifted their hand and said, God has promised through his word some things that he wants to do for me. So let's take a little while tonight and talk about this is my miracle. Father, I thank you for the enhancing and the endowing of your spiritual power, authority. I thank you for loosening everything that needs to be loosed, opening up every door that's been closed shutting every door that needs to be shut would you bind the power of the strong man would you loosen upon us such glorious power and authority through the name of Jesus and would you before you're seated clap your hands and give a praise to the Lord somebody shout this is my miracle this is my miracle this is my miracle God bless you and you may be seated just remember that what God promises he performs God cannot lie. Hath he not said it and shall he not do it? Let's get out of the quandering and the wondering business if God is going to do what he says he can do. That's why the Bible says don't swear. You can't swear. You're not supposed to swear. A thing's above, a thing's below. You can't swear because if you swear something, he said don't do it because you can't keep your promise. If you said I'll swear to do something, he said don't do that. God is the only one that can perform what he said that he is able to do. Now, if God's brought you to something, God will bring you through that. Okay, if God brought you to it, God will bring you through it. And there are things in our life, they're not just accidents. Things in our life are not just incidents. They are ways that God is trying to work through us because the writer said his ways are perfect. And the thoughts that I have toward you, they are not evil, but they are good because God's got an end to everything. Somebody say an end. Now, I know there's times we wonder, is there an end to this? It may be six months or a year. It may have been ongoing for a long time. But he said, I have thoughts toward you for an expected end. You have got to somehow embrace the end of this thing. This thing that is in your life has a good ending. Science says amen. This thing in your life has a good end. How do you know that? Because the book said that things are going to work out for your good. Now, obviously, there's some things going on in our life at this moment that's not very good. There's a sickness, there's a disease, there's a calamity. There's some situations just not good. You say, preacher, how in the world can God take what I'm in and make good out of it? I don't know, but I don't have to know. But his word said that I'm going to make everything good for them that believe, and I'm going to work all things out for your good. We look
look at suffering and we look at decay and we look at loss and, and we look at trying to find the end results but don't judge a matter the Bible said before it's time because what you see is not the way that it really is and what's going on God's not going to let it last too long so you have to be faithful and you have to be tenacious and you have to go on when you don't feel like going on and you have to be strong when you want to be weak because it's when you are weak we don't like weakness, especially men. Men don't like to be weak. And sometimes we as men, we think meekness is weakness. But meekness is not weakness. It's not because when you're weak, when you're out of options, when you can't get through this, when somebody has done something to you and you want to retaliate, you have to stand still and watch God perform the good work in your life. Don't ever get revengeful. Pause, amen. Don't ever feel like that you have to get back at somebody. There's two things that God will never let you get. There's two things God will never let you get. One thing, God will never let you get glory. My glory will I not give to another. The second thing that God will never let you get, I don't care how much hate they have for you. I don't care what they took from you. He said, my, the vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. You can't get his glory and you can't get back at somebody. I don't care what you're trying to do, forget about it. I don't care they hurt you. you got to forget about it. You have to understand that there's some things that just belong to God. Now we have pain. And we get lonely and sometimes we lose purpose and things don't turn out the way that we planned. But let me tell you, this is my miracle. And all of us have things in our lives that we want God to provide for us. I've wondered sometimes if we can believe a promise even under pressure. Can we still hold on when he says, by my stripes you are healed? Can we still hold on when it looks like there's nothing, preacher? You have no idea. I'm in, a, I'm in a fog somewhere. My whole life seems to be misguided. I have no purpose. Don't say you don't have a purpose. If you didn't have a purpose, you wouldn't be here. You were created. Everything in this room tonight was created for a purpose. That speaker right there wasn't built just to sit on a stand and be black it was built to have a purpose these chairs were built to seat people upon them and your life has purpose don't ever let the devil rob you of thinking that you don't have a purpose if nothing else you have a purpose to magnify and to glorify God quit letting the devil rob you of your joy and what you ought to be doing Early one morning when my wife and I started evangelizing in the 70s, and that was many, many years ago. And we were in our trailer, and she said, Honey, what are we going to do? And, and back then you had to preach seven nights before you got an offering. And then after the seventh night, they wanted to pay you not very much. And, and so here we were, and she was, honey, honey, honey we, need, you know, we need some food. And we weren't totally out of food because I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging. These, these people that's got these war stories. Well, we, we never had food. We went three days without food. The only reason you should have went three days without food is you were fasting. 
God's going to take care. Oh, I, I'm going to help you, baby, before you get out of here. God, God's going to take care of you. I don't care what you got. God's going to take care of you. God don't need your pity, and God doesn't need, no, 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 your sad story. Well, God's not with me. Shut that up. How can God not be with you? God's not touching me. How do you know he's not touching you? You're just a work in progress. Don't tell me that God can't heal. Well, I'm not healed. You're not healed because it ain't time to be healed. There's a season and a time for everything. God's going to heal you because his book said that by your stripes I'm healed. When? I don't know. How? I don't know. But this is my miracle and I'm going to hold on until God provides it. Somebody say, this is my miracle. Everybody's got to take ownership of their own miracle. You have to take ownership of your own miracle. Don't let somebody talk you out of it. Don't let somebody condemn you or damn you. Don't let somebody put a letter A on your chest and make a you walk around and look like that you're some kind of a sinner. Honey, every one of us are sinners, but we're saved by grace. And this is my miracle. You're not talking me out of it. You're not going to tell me I can't have it. You're not going to tell me it's past my time. It's never going to be past my time because I believe that God works in time and there is a time for everybody to have a miracle. I wish seven people would stand up and turn around and say it's about my time. Come on, thank you. It's about my time. It's about my time. It, it's about my, this is my miracle. This is mine. This is mine. You can't have it. This belongs to me. This is my miracle. When the prophet prophesied to her that about this season, about this season, you're going to have a child. And sure enough, it came to pass. Would you quit relegating God to time? Would you quit relegating God to a season? Your thoughts are not God's. Your ways are not God's. You say, okay, God, I want a miracle in 21 days. Fast your belly button till it falls off and make your stomach feel like your throat's been cut. But that's not going to move God. You're not going to move God by that kind. How are you going to move God? You're going to move God by faith. You're going to move God that when I don't even have it, I still believe it. When I can't feed it, it's still mine. When I don't even have an option, I still got God. This is my miracle and nobody's going to get it. This is my baby. This is my marriage. This is my child. This is my finance. This is my miracle and I'm embracing it with everything I have. Somebody shout, this is my miracle. This is my miracle. And she looked at that prophet or her husband. She said, oh, we got to go. We got to go. Was it new moon? Is it a special holiday? No. I just got to go see the man of God. Sometime in your life, you've got to go to that man and say, you promised, Pastor. The word of God said it. I've got to have connection. I've got to have God in this. And he's going to be faithful. Yes, he doesn't know everything. He's going to tell you, live for God. Keep your head up. Go forward. Don't look back. Move with everything you got. And you're going to scratch your head and say, wait a minute. Would you give me some kind of a sign? Would you Give me some kind of a confirmation. There's sometimes you have to waddle and wade yourself through a muddy, a muddy river. Sometimes you have to go name it and you got to dip in a water that's dirty. Sometimes the pastor has to say, just keep going. That ain't what I want to hear. Just be faithful. That's not what I want to do. Just come to church. I don't want to come to church. Clap your hands. I don't want to clap my hands. Lift your hand. I don't want to lift my hand but honey this is my miracle
miracle and I'm not giving up on it and I'm standing on the word of God that I'm going to get my miracle no matter what it looks like. Somebody shout, this is my miracle. This is my miracle. It's, it's my miracle. Where you going, baby? I'm going to go see the man of God. Anything wrong? No, nothing's wrong. It's all well. Yeah, just go on. And so they go and they get to the man of God and she grabs his feet. And he says, hey, I said, something's wrong. You want me to hold her back? No. Hey, is it well with thy husband? Yes. Is it well with thy child? Yes. How in the world can it be well and he's dead? Because when you believe, when you believe, it doesn't matter what you see. That's good, baby. Facebook that. When you believe, it doesn't matter what you see. I know God is faithful. I know God is true. I know God is faithful in everything we do. God's going to take care of you. Look at somebody. Matt, some Holy Ghost just moved in this house. Somebody look at somebody said, God's going to take care of you. God's going to take care of you. God's going to take care of you. How's he going to do that? God don't have to explain to you how he's going to take care of you. God don't have to tell you how it's going to work out. But it's going to work out. Why? Because the word said it's going to work out. And you give up but just before it works out. And you give up just before the baby is given. You give up just before the healing is administered. Because you don't have faith to believe. And that's why you can't receive. Is it all right? Yeah, it's all right. And so she, he said, what's wrong? He said, why did you lie to me? Why did you tell me everything was going to be right and it wasn't right? And the rest of the story I read to you. We were in that little 27-foot travel trailer. She said, honey, it doesn't look like we have much food left. I said, that's okay. God's going to take care of it. You have to get in your cranium. God's going to take care of it. God's going to take care of it. Every husband ought to look at your wife when you're in a financial depression and recession. Say, God's going to take care of it. And whenever things seem to be going wrong, God's going to take care of it. And when people leave your life, God's going to take care of it. And when your car breaks down, God's going to take care of it. I wish somebody would say, God's going to take care of it. God's going to take care of it. When the bills are due and you don't have any money. God's going to take care of it. When your baby's got a high fever at 3 in the morning. God's going to take care of it. And when you have to come to church by yourself and your whole family don't want to live for God, God's going to take care of it. God's going to take care of it. And that's where we have to live our life and we have to put our trust. God's going to take care of it. And so we went to bed that night and we, we weren't starving. You, you, you could tell most of us could miss a few meals that wouldn't hurt us except give us a headache. Okay, but God will take care of it. God will take care of it. Kathy, did God take care of it? Does God always take care of it? Thank you, five. They said God always takes care of it. Always takes care of it. How do you know? Because God has always taken care of it. Is it easy in the midst of it, Kathy? Absolutely not. Is it easy, easy in the midst of it? Absolutely not. Sometimes in the middle, and that's where we can't wonder, W-A-N-D-E-R, but we don't need to lose the wonder, W-O-N-D-E-R. You can't wonder, but you need to have lose, not lose the wonder because God's going to take care of everything in your life. If you got this tonight, you wouldn't be afraid to dance. If you got this tonight, you wouldn't be afraid to give to God. You can empty your want and say, God, it doesn't matter. You'll take care of it because if I give, it shall be given unto me. Good measure, pressed down, running over. Why? This is my miracle. This is my miracle. This is my miracle. 
Can I please help you tonight? Can I please help you tonight to tell you that if God promised you something, God will do it. Not just through a prophet, not just through prophecy, not just through tongues or interpretation, but God said it. Anybody got a Bible tonight? Lift it up. iPad, iPhone, whatever you got your Bible on, lift it up. God said that. God said that. Somehow God's going to help us. God's going to help us get through this. I remember when God healed you. Are you the one? No, you're not the one. I was, I was looking for that. I didn't think you were. I just want to make sure. God's going to take care of it. Hold that and tell, tell me. Thank you. Say it, baby. Thank you. We got to train them. Except you have the faith as a little child. Y'all say it for me. I want them to know, Pastor, God's going to take care of it. I don't want them to get old and senile and questionable and fearful. I don't want them to raise up with a family that lives up. Dad always says, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't want to shut that up, and I can't say shut up in church. I want to tell parents, I say, I don't know what we're going to do. We ain't never going to get ahead. Our life's never going to be any better. It seems like the more we give, the more God takes from us. The more we live for God, look how it turns out. You need to shush that up. Why? Because God's going to take care of it. Why? Because this is my miracle. This is my miracle. Husband, don't, don't tell your wife she can't believe it. Wife, don't tell your husband she can't have it. That's her miracle. And let her let her live her miracle out. Let her dream her dream and leave her alone because this is my miracle. This is my miracle. This is mine. This is mine. Don't doubt somebody's faith. Don't try to quarantine somebody's trust in God. When they say God's going to do something, don't look at this and say, well, I don't know how he's going to do that. Just, just don't say nothing. My mom used to try to tell me a few things, and the older she got, and the older I got, the smarter my mom got. But she used to tell me, guys and girls, if you can't say nothing good, oh, your parents told you that too. If you can't say something good, don't say nothing. If you can't tell me God's got this in control, God's going to be all right. This thing's going to work out. How in the world, preacher, you're telling me that all the things that have gone wrong and all the situations in my life and all the hell and the chaos that I'm feeling right, you're telling me it's going to be all right. It has to be all right. Why? Because it's your miracle. And people with a dream and people with a vision and people with faith, it always works out. It may not always work out the way we want it, but it always works out for our good. So here we are in this little trailer. And the next morning, I get up. I heard this faint rap on the door. And I get up. I go to the front door and I open it up. And something's knocked off the front steps of our door. Hey, Kyle, how are you, bud? I looked down there. And I had knocked over a couple of bags of groceries. And I leaned inside the truck and said, Baby! 
There's two bags of groceries out here. She said, where do they come from? I said, I have no idea where they come from. I guess an angel from the Lord just, it don't matter who they come from. And here I gathered up two bags of groceries and went inside. Let me tell you, that's my miracle. This is my, if you got a need, that's your miracle. And hold on to it. Don't let the devil rob you out of that. If God promised it, He'll perform it. If God said it, he'll bring it to pass. And whatever you want from God, don't you let the devil take it from your mind. You embrace that with everything that you've got. This is my miracle. It's, it's mine. Some things die in your life. Some dreams die in life. Situations die in life. Hope seem to die in life. People walked in and out of your life and things seem to die. It looks like your finances that should have been blessed and your business that should have been blessed and everything about your life should be blessed. All of a sudden it plummets down and you're thinking, how in the world is this thing going to work out? i tell you what, when you've got a powerful belief in God, nothing can take your miracle from you because this is my miracle. So you've got to decide what has God promised you. You have to decide what you're going to do with what God said he's going to do. Either God's going to fix it or God's not. Either God's going to bring you out or either God's not going to bring you out. But this is my miracle. I remember, and I may have told you about our sons, and I, if I did, let me fast and go through it, but our first son was born, and he's 37 now. And he was born, he had a soft spot in his head. It was, it was larger than normal, just huge, and and, and, and it was so large that, that the doctor said, don't let anybody get near him and don't let him fall because it's so thin that it could, it could damage him. And if something happened, I remember going to the office at the church. We first pastored at 22, and I'm laying on the floor saying, God, I know you can. God, I know you can. Would somebody say, God, I know you can. God, I know you can. God, I know you can. You've got to get that. God, I know you can. God, I know you can. Can somebody say, God, I know you will. God, I know you will. God, I know you will. I, I know this is going to be fixed. I know you're going to provide for it. God, I know. And all of a sudden, I heard somebody coming in, and, and she said, Honey, I just got back from the doctor, and I get up off the floor, and I said, Well, what did the doctor say? She said, I want you to feel Jeremy's head. And I took my hand, and on that little bald head that he had, took him a long time to grow hair. Took my hand on a little bald head and rubbed it. I said, Where in the world? Is that soft spot? She said, nobody knows. When I took him in this morning, the doctor said, I'm concerned about that spot. She said, I know. And he started feeling, let me see how much it's grown back. And she said, he stood there aghast. Said, what, when did this happen? She said, what are you talking about? She said, everything's grown together. There's not any soft spot whatsoever. And she told me, she said, honey, I know that God could do it. When you know God could do it, it doesn't matter what you see. It doesn't matter what you feel. This is my miracle. Honey, if God promised you the house, you need to stand on the word of God. If God promised you your family, you need to stand on the word of God. If God promised you your business, you need to stand on the word of God. This is my miracle. And I'm not going to let my miracle die. I'm not going to let my miracle die. I'm going to get my miracle. That's why, the, that's why, that's why the, when she said, it's all well, it's all well, it's all well. Say it's all well. Say it's all well. Say it's all well. It's all well. That's the only time you're going to get to preach tonight, so you should take advantage of it. It's all well. How's it well when I'm broke? How's it well when I can't pay my bills, preacher? How's it well when I've got this sickness that I've been suffering for six months? 
How is it where when I have this disease that's eating away at my body and it doesn't look like God's doing it? How is it well when everything I touch, I'm about to lose everything? I want to tell somebody here tonight. I want to tell somebody here right now that whatever financial loss you suffered and how depleted you look right now financially, I'm telling somebody, and I don't want to embarrass you, so I want to ask you to lift your hands. But pastor may know, if he doesn't know, I want you to come to him tonight and tell him, pastor, what Brother Holland said is true. But somebody in this building or some bodies in this building is suffering such a tremendous financial burden. And it looks like some of the things that you cherished and possessed are going to be lost. The Holy Ghost says, it's not going to end like that. Whoever that's for. Whoever that's for, it's not going to end. It's not going to turn out that way. God is about ready to turn some things around. Why? Because this is my miracle. God promised me that I would be the head and not the tail. He promised me he would bless my going in and my coming out. He promised me he would touch that labor of my hands. And I'm not going to give up to this. Honey, God's got a miracle for you. Do you understand that? God says God's got a miracle for you. How many knows God? Come on, Sister Casey, if you don't mind, just they'll think I'm quitting and that'll be good. I just felt like when you stood and worshiped the Lord a while ago, that God, that God did something. I want you to stand up. Jesus. God, there's some things that have been pressuring her, overwhelming her, trying to bring her beneath it. But God, I thank you that when you stood up, that heaven saw that praise and worship, and heaven's going to respond. And that thing that was trying to devour, it's not going to have any more power. But you're going to release the things in her life and the people around her that she's praying for. I thank you, God, that you're going to bring a release and help is coming in the name of the Lord. Somebody ought to clap your hands and thank God. This is my miracle. This, this is mine. This is mine. This is mine. This is mine. So what thing in your life, what thing in your life, you know that God is going to do it. But you don't know how it could ever be possible. How in the world you ever fathom walking around impregnable walls called Jericho? How do you, how, they had to be like us, Pastor. They weren't some spiritual human beings. They were just humans. But if you walk around this impossible, just walk around the impossible, I'll do it. You can't tell me that when they go back to camp, that some of them say, how's this going to work? We're going to just march around these buildings, this wall, and they're going to come down. He said if we do it, so all we know to do is whatever the man of God says. That's what we're going to do. When's the last time you looked at your wife or husband or your kids and say, I have no idea how this is going to work. But the pastor says, if we'll be faithful, if we'll trust God, if we'll be true, if we'll just hold on, God's going to take care of it. How many of you in times past have had to say, the man of God said it and the word of God said it and we're not being moved and we're stationing ourselves right here because if he said it, he's going to do it and we're not going to doubt in our hearts and we're not going to criticize. We're going to stand on that. 
God's trying to help us tonight. When I walked in your office tonight, Pastor, and I opened my Bible up, the Lord said, I want you to tell them that this is my miracle. I said, okay. So I went to the scripture I read to you tonight. He said, just tell them that everyone's got a miracle hanging over them. Every one of them's got a miracle. And the devil would like to cheat you out of it. He'd like to take it from you. He said, but Brother Holland, it's already been taken from me. Go get it. Hello? But I've already lost this and I've lost that. And I can't, what do you mean you can't get something back? Death had already robbed her of her miracle. She couldn't have a child. And she said, I want my miracle. This is my miracle. And I got to get it. There's some of you tonight that have given up on what God promised. He promised you. He promised healing and health. He promised you finances. He promised you strength. He promised you the desires of your heart. You have to embrace your miracle. Would you stand with me? You have to embrace this. You have to embrace this thing. It'd been easy for them to walk around those walls, so how are they going to come down? Y'all need to hear me tonight. Y'all need to hear me tonight. I wasn't going to say anything, but the Lord just kind of impressed me to say it, so I'm going to have to say it. A year ago, I had two stents put in about 16 months ago. Been having these horrific pains. When I preach, it just about takes my breath. And then other times, it just, wow. So it's been happening. So last weekend on Saturday night, it just hit me. And I looked at my wife. She said, I saw it happen. I said, I know. I said, I don't know what it is. So I set up an appointment with the doctor Wednesday. And they did this dye test and nuclear or whatever it is. And put this dye in your vein and stick you in this little tunnel and look at your heart and all that stuff. So I went through that Wednesday. Three days ago, two days ago. He said, I don't, I, don't, I don't see it, but he said, there's something not right. I said, I know. He said, let's do a heart cath. He said, we'll do it Friday. I said, no, I can't do it Friday. He said, why? I said, I've got to be in Baton Rouge to preach. He said, well, can we do it tomorrow? I said, sure. I said, if I can go to Baton Rouge on Friday, you can do a heart cath on me. So yesterday morning, I go in about 930 and about 11 o'clock, they do this heart cath, and about 12.30. Well, they did about 11, and about 1 o'clock, I was home. And he said, I didn't see you blocking it. It's got to be the rhythm of the electrical part of your heart. Just not working. Okay. And so I didn't talk to him. My wife said, now, he wants to go to Baton Rouge to preach. And you're probably not going to convince him he can't do that. And he said, well, if he won't pick up more than five pounds, if he won't drive, you know, all this kind of crazy stipulation. I know some people think I'm nuts. But I told Pastor Clapper one ago, I said, I could not wait to get back here. Because I know that God is wanting to give us our miracle. I know that God wants to help you to hold on. Because this is my miracle. This is my miracle. 
And some of you don't understand where you are because God's not going to let you down and God's not going to give up on you. And you may not have it now, but that does not mean you're not going to have it. And it doesn't mean God's going to forsake you or let you go. He's not going to do that. He is going to give you your miracle. But you have to grab hold of it. It's dead. Make it become alive. It's gone. Then bring it back. I can't find it. Then seek him and let him bring it to you. But just don't give up on the miracle, God. Don't let God keep from you the promise that he and So she went, even though it was dead. I want everybody in this building tonight, children all the way up. I want you to embrace some things. There will be such a tremendous financial deluge on this church. After Sunday, week after week, you all will watch a continual blessing flow upon families in this church. After this weekend, you will watch a continual. Because I'm sowing seed for my need. It doesn't go to me. I don't play people. I don't work crowd. I don't need to do that. Because who gives you your money? God does. You think your employer gives you money? You ain't working for them. That's just the one that hires you. The earth is the Lord's. And the fullness thereof. And I just want to tell you, sis, you can't fix it. But God can. That's all he told me to tell you. You can't fix it. But God can. And there's some of you in this building tonight. You can't fix it, but God can. You can't help it, but God can. You can't make it come back around, but God can. Jesus, you've so pronounced something upon this service tonight. I thank you for what you gave me to give them. And if they will understand, this is their miracle. Whatever area that it includes, this is their miracle. I've got something that I want you to do, and they got something they need you to do, so this is their miracle. But don't let them give in. Don't let them give out, and don't let them give up. Don't let them do it. God, let them persist. Let them persuade and be persuaded these things are going to be fixed in their life that you're going to bring this to pass no matter what it looks like now oh God you are sending the answers to us Lord you're sending somebody to someone in the next few days that's going to be the answer that they're looking for Lord somebody's going to walk up into someone's business and you're going to give them answers someone is going to stop by somebody's house and that's going to be their answer but God, this is my miracle. This is their miracle. And whatever they're asking you to do, it doesn't matter what it looks like now. May they hold fast and may they be faithful and may they be honorable before you so you can finish what you began. If it's taken from them, thank you for giving it back to them. It's been a loss. Let it be turned into a gain. In the name, in the name, in the name of Jesus. 
want you to have faith tonight. Whatever you're believing God for, whatever you're suffering, whatever it seems to be that's trying to overwhelm, this is my miracle. This is mine. Brother Dixon, Jesus' name. God, he even said if he would, that God, he would know. So now you're confirming what he just said in the service. Even now, even now, even now, even now, even now. That which was against shall turn for. That which was against shall turn for. For God has guided and God has led. And soon thou shalt walk into where others would have challenged you to say you can't. But because of your faith, you walk into the midst of the fire. And God will let you come through. And when you come through, yeah, this is your miracle. This is your miracle. Stand fast and believe. Stand fast and believe. This is your miracle. Yours. This is yours. It's your miracle. It's your miracle. If you plan tonight, if you plan tonight on holding on to a promise, if you plan tonight on not letting go what God spoke to you, whether it's through someone or through that word, if you know that God is faithful, it will not allow you to be tempted beyond that which you can bear. If you know that, quit talking yourself into fear and unbelief and indecision. I read a little tweet today in a hurry. A little tweet today said, quit trying to depend on somebody else to always make you happy. Quit depending on somebody else to always make you happy. Get happy within yourself. Get this determined. Come on, would you right now? If you're believing that God is going to help you to see your miracle through, would you crowd all the way up the front of this altar? Would you push as far as you can? I want everybody that wants you to get around this altar. And I want the ministry to help me because we're going to lay hands on people tonight. And this word is going to get deep in your heart. This is my miracle. This is my miracle. I know that sickness took my baby away, but I'm going to get it back. I know he hit his head, but I'm not going to let him stay dead. I know our business was successful, but the economy hurt it. But this is my miracle. God gave me this. I am not going to let it stay dead. I am not going to let it be taken from me. I'm going to embrace this miracle that God has promised to me. I'm going to embrace my miracle. I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to embrace it.